Ron Duffers, he's back with me now for the Randwick preview. Morning again, Duff. Yeah, good morning, Luke. I, I agree with Sulcom. He's a mystery runner today. To, you know, mm. to think what he did in that Queen Elizabeth, oh. you know, looking looking an absolute superstar, and we're thinking, well, well, he's the next staying star of Australia. But um, yeah, just left a bit flat with that run, and a little bit the same with his trial. We, we might we might not see the best of him to a mile and a half plus, but we'll learn about him today. Yeah, really interesting runner. Brad Gray is with us as well as always for a Saturday morning, Bradley. Yeah, good morning, guys. Can't wait to get stuck into this meeting. Isn't it a cracker? We've got pretty much every age group covered. We've got the sprinters, we've got a few stayers, we've got the two-year-olds, the Colts in particular. Isn't that an intriguing little battle? Only a small field, but here it's up for grabs as far as who you want to follow. Going towards the Golden Slipper, Eduardo's there, Giga Kick's there. So although we have lost Osipenko, uh, we're in for one heck of a day's racing. We certainly are, Glenn Munsey. Good morning to you as well. Yes, good morning to you, Luke. Good morning to Ron, Brad, and all of the listeners. Yes, Sulcum, uh, four starts below 2,300 metres for a tenth of 12, a fifth of seven, a fifth of seven, and a sixth of eight. Very uh, interesting card, and he's an interesting horse. We'll chat about that in due course, but let's get into this meeting, guys. Uh, Ten races to get through. We start with the midway over 1,600 metres. Munns, talk us through the market here. Yeah, well, significant move this morning for Navajo Peak here. As much as $4 bet about it this morning is now a $3.20 chance. One customer must have been, um, got the jitters on the pressing the button because they took uh, they took 370 360 350 330 and uh, uh, left the 320 alone. Uh, that was the same customer. So uh, Navajo Peak now a $3.20 favourite in the first. We've got Cheerful Legend at $6.50. Ripped is a $14 chance. Deckard and Taylor's out, two cents a win and three cents a place. Daniloquin is at $71. Left reeling at $9.50. Louvois, Zach Lloyd, your rider there if you never had it. And Louvois is a $23 chance. The mighty Freckles, real peace, goes round in the first, and he's a $23 chance today. Good to see. Draws well again, 18. Uh, we've got Herb at $17. Songbird Serenade is a $14 chance. Casual Connection at $11. Miscalini at $51. My Truth is out, no deduction. Oh golly gosh, at $21. My Yoshi is a $41 chance. Carolina Fire at $6.50. Brinner is a scratching. Uh, sorry, Brinner is not a scratching. Brinner is a 101 chance. And uh, scratching's the bottom two. Nickashay and the Fossil. The Fossil, of course, running yesterday at Newcastle. No deduction for Nickashay, but the Fossil, uh, they've taken two cents to win there and nothing at the place. Uh, going through them, now, apart from this money this morning for Navajo Peak... Uh, the best supported runner was Cheerful Legend, but that has changed this morning. Navajo Peak has overtaken Cheerful Legend as the most popular runner, and they completely dominate here. They're three times as popular as a, the next runner, which is Casual Connection. Then it's Herb, then it's Left Reeling and Carolina Fire. Speed-wise, you've got Miss Scalini drawing barrier one, punches up to hold the front, Carolina Fire. Uh, we know that she's got speed herself. She'll keep Miss Scalini company, Songbird Serenade. Comes across from the wide gate. Left reeling can be closer out to the mile second up. Uh, and the horse that has been absolutely truckloaded here, Navajo Peak, should get the run of the race stuff. Yeah, well, uh, that is short. And, um, now in a race, you know, in a midway, I had a day off riding the prices down yesterday. The last price I had written down was $5.50. But, geez, uh, that has adjusted. He's quite likeable, other than the weight factor here. He uh, gets all the ticks in the world. He's got... Uh, 
you know, he's got that run behind Lindemann in the benchmark Saturday and a strong one at that where they run time first up. He won second up last preparation. He seems to map well and his Ramwick record is excellent. So um, if he finds himself in the first four behind the leaders here, he's going to be awfully hard to beat. I think Carolina Fire is going to give a good sight from up front. She won't have to do as much work as she has been from wide barriers of late. I think uh, Herb is um, a horse with plenty of talent. You know, I've always liked him, and although his form has been a bit patchy in the past, I thought his his run to, in in that provincial heat uh, is a good uh, a good lot form line for a race like this. And cheerful legend, well, he's just got that solid midway form, midway form, hasn't he? And he did handle the step up to the fifteen hundred well last time, one sixteen nine and two. Yeah, not too dissimilar for me. I've gone one six sixteen and nine one Navajo Peak. I imagine that avalanche of money has got a little bit to do with the rain around because maybe that was the only real knock in terms of uh, dry track. So last start, yeah, it was a dry track, but you go out through his form prior to that, uh, and all of his best form was certainly with the seeing out of the ground. So now he'll get that. Uh, he ticks pretty much every box. So six left reeling, I think, is a big threat here. A uh, big improver second up out to sixteen hundred metres, particularly if they can use the gate here and just stalk the speed. Her run was much better than it reads on paper first up. She was just run off her feet over the 12.50 at Canterbury, where Brudnell just gave nothing else a chance. 16, Carolina Fire. Generally, what you see is what you get. Spears forward, makes her own luck, no weight on her back. And I've got nine Herb in the numbers as well. I did like that last set effort behind Esson. That reads well for this third up mile. There's a nice sense of timing about his campaign. 1-6, 16 and 9. From Darren Flindell in race number one, he is one on top to beat seven, three, and six. So Darren found Navajo Peak as well in the first race. Race number two, Muns, is the Todman. Red resistance at the head of betting. Yes, and we've start with uh, Cylinder here. The Silver Slipper winner is at two dollars and seventy cents. Red Resistance at a dollar eighty. Empire of Japan at sixteen. Cafe Millennium Nashua Willa one kilo over at this stage at six dollars and fifty cents. And Militarize is a forty-one dollar chance. Most popular runner here is Cylinder. Uh, as much as three fifty given about him on Wednesday. Six dollars all in, but he's. Um, well, he's about 50% more on him that's been invested on red resistance. As long as a dollar eighty-five, as short as a dollar seventy, now a dollar eighty, uh, and he has double the investment of Cafe Millennium, who's been uh, six fifty-six back to six fifty. And albeit there's only five runners, there's there's money for uh, all runners, not a great deal of money for Militarise, who's twenty-three out to forty-one. Yeah, only a field of five here, but it looks a pretty straightforward speed map. Red resistance takes control. Cylinder sits on his shoulder. You've got militarised drawn one, takes advantage of that to park in behind. Red resistance uh, empire uh, sits in just behind those, Empire of Japan. And then you've got Cafe Millennium out the back, but it's only giving them a, a two-length head start. So an intriguing little battle here, Duff. Uh, terrific race, a terrific contest. One of these big, beautiful cults uh They've got a chance to put their name up in lights here and really, you know, stamp themselves as a real golden slipper colt. Um, look, I'm with Red Resistance. I'm, I'm, I can understand they're, they're going to get closer in the market, these two, um, that, as they have this morning, um, well, since Thursday. Um, there's, uh, they're getting a little closer all the time, but I'm with him. He's just a dashing colt. Um, the presence about him is is, is terrific, and uh, that trial is they just don't trial like that. Cylinder was was fantastic winning the Silver Slipper. I, I concede that, and he's a, he probably got um, fitness improvement to come. 
uh, with the sense of timing about him. What do we do with Cafe Millennium? Um, what a run. What a run. And did put it on the clock as well. Are we underselling him here? We're just saying it was a fluke or uh, it was just one of those freakish performances? Well, we find out today. And Empire of Japan sits back, minds his own business. His best run was, obviously, in the Breeders' Plate on that wet track. So, And John's saying this morning, you know, it's pretty soft, this track, um, out there at Ramwick. Um, who knows? He, he, he might be a little shocked here. Two, one, four, and three. Two, one, four, three for me as well. Two, red resistance. Can I be just see what price we get? I dare suggest if you like him, I think you'll get better than a dollar eighty. Wouldn't be surprised to see. Well, if well that dollar eighty is the absolute bottom of the market at the moment. Yeah, keeping him is nice it? and safe. You might get black odds. Well, there is. There's little... uh, no, there's not there at the moment. If there's a little push that continues here for Cylinder, but Red Resistance, uh, for me, there's no such thing as a semi-final with this stable. Straight to the front, uh, he's, a, he's a big, strong two-year-old. He's going to take catching looking at the setup of this race. And as we go towards the, the Golden Slipper, uh, you can say, well, he hasn't found himself in a race with pressure yet, and he's not going to get that here. So he can tick that box on the way through. Uh, for, the, for the time being, he can take control and just continue what he's been doing uh, in his two runs prior. One cylinder, really nice sense of timing about this horse. I like the way that he's coming to hand at exactly the right time. Career best there, last start, and you'd think he could only improve off that. I did like his strength through the line. That says 1,200 metres, no problem for Cafe Millennium. Don't really know what to do with him either. Uh, I did take note of Nashua Willis' comments throughout the week, saying that he went in and rode him track work and said he's one of the most unique two-year-olds he's ever ridden, and he really shouldn't be doing what he's doing. So he's a fascinating horse, and three Empire of Japan, uh, the fourth pick there. So two, one, four, and three. Mm. Uh, from Darren Flindell in race number two, two on top. That is Red Resistance to beat one, four, and three, and. He is a Russian Revolution red resistance, and uh, the old man won a Galaxy on a heavy 10, so if there's a bit of juice in that track, pedigree-wise, it shouldn't worry him too much at all. Race number three is the Riesling Stakes, Group 2 for the Phillies, 1,200 metres, Glenn. Yeah, and just quickly back to the first, the rider for Brinner down the bottom there is Louise Day. So in uh, the Yarraman Park uh, Riesling here, uh, good morning to Laurie Billet. Of course, we say good morning to Cliffy Clare when Sweet Embrace goes round. So we say good morning to Laurie Billet, the rider of Riesling in the slipper, Riesling the horse, Riesling the wine. Uh, learning to fly, the $1.55 favourite here for the Riesling. We've got Kundalini out, 15 cents a win and 16 cents to place the deduction there. Facile at $3.70. Cigar. Ah, flick. Now, Nash, uh, half a kilo over here at this stage, and with blinkers on, is a $12 chance. Camella out, no deduction. And Mathkura is a $6.50 chance. Um, well, she's the most popular runner learning to fly. There wasn't much money at all for Kundalini before it came out this morning. In fact, a tick under, well, two and a half times the amount of money on learning to fly than Facile. And third pick is actually the first starter here in Mathkura. Yeah, well, what leads here? The only real surprise would be Cigar Flick in this field of four. So Learning to Fly has got tactical versatility, and she's drawn barrier two, so advantage Learning to Fly in that regard. But Mathkura showed fantastic early speed in her most recent barrier trial in particular. And then you've got Facile, who's got good gate speed as well, and on the quick backup. So I imagine they're, they're keen to take advantage of the fact that she's a, a very fit filly here, Duff. But it are still a real little tactical battle, as you say. So, look, I think she's going to be hard to beat here. She's outstanding, winning in her two starts. Um, she's adaptable. She could take a set. She could lead. I think she'll come out aggressive. And uh, I wouldn't think that she'd want to sit sprint uh, because she's a strong filly. So, um, 
we learn more a little bit more about her today. She's qualified herself for the slipper and she's ready to um, ready to go on with the job. Everything seems positive. Um, I think Cigar Flick, if they do get at each other and eyeball each other and, and get at it, she just minds her own business with the blinkers on. She won a first start on a heavy track, so she handles the going. And I think she's had a few little excuses along the way as well. Um, I've got her as a blowout chance here. No knock on for seals. She's very brave. And uh, she's just found the wrong part of the track on a few occasions. Uh, and Gerald seems to think she's tough enough to handle that third run in, in, in a month. Uh, and then the unknown, Mascura, who did show a really good turn of speed, winning that um, that trial this preparation and trialed OK last preparation as well. And obviously she's got a nice pedigree on her side. One, four, three and six. Yeah, one, six, three, and four for me. No surprise. Learning to fly on top, the reigning or the current golden slipper favourite. She should get the job done and, and justify the fact that she's being sent around as a dollar fifty-five favourite. Six, Mathkura. She is very dangerous here. So a blue blood, as Duff referenced. You know, I'm invincible. Out of Moss Fun, I love the way that she trialled most recently. She ran fast time. She did it in second gear, and there has been a little bit of market confidence there to say that she can show up on debut. Three, Facile, hard fit. Make your own luck. What you see is what you get. And four, Cigar Flick. I've got her in fourth pick, but I'm certainly not riding her off. So she's been looming into her races, but not really going on with it, that last 100 metres. So I do think the blinkers first time is a significant gear change there. One, six, three, and four. Darren's with learning to fly, number one on top to beat six, three, and four in the Risling. Race number four for Tab, the uh, Randwick City Stakes, Glen listed level over 2,000 metres. Yeah, and we start with the runner we were speaking about at the top of the show, Sulcum, and he is a $4 chance. Torrens resuming at $23. Sacramento, $3.20 makes it favourite there. Sir Lucan, back today as a gelding and with earmuffs pre-race, having its first start since the 21 Melbourne Cup, it's a $9 chance. Bonnie Ezra at 14 Raging Bull at 18 In a Twinkling at 71 At the Baskin with the blinkers on at 5 50 Bullfinch at 7 50 and Aravine is a $23 chance. Most popular runner here in not the busiest betting race of the day is Sacramento. Uh, did go into as short as three ten. He has been as much as $4.20 in this race here and $7 all in. Uh, so he was three ten overnight, out to three twenty this morning. Has three times the amount of money on Sulcom, who did go up the three dollar favourite. Uh, was three seventy earlier this morning and has been pushed to four dollars. And the third pick would be down to Bullfinch uh, up in trip. It's a long while since he's been out to this distance. Uh, was a uh, when he was still overseas. I think it was nineteen hundred ninety one metres in that race there. So there's your top three in race number four. It doesn't look to be mad speed uh, in this race. You've got the, the Waterhouse bot duo of Sir Lucan and Sacramento probably taking up the running. Aravine can just park in behind the speed. The one that I've got a question mark over is Torrens. Occasionally they do push the button uh, with him and drawn 10 in a race that's set up maybe to be dominated by those on speed. Uh, maybe he's given a dig in the early stages here, Duff. Yeah, maybe he is, but 2,000 metres, you know, eyeballing a horse like Sacramento might just bring him undone as far as it might be too tough, tougher runs. I'm, I'm thinking maybe a little bit quieter, but I could be wrong with him. But um, look, I'm, I'm pretty confident with Sacramento here. I would have been a little worried if it was a heavy track. I, I think his soft form is good enough still. Uh, so all things being equal, I think it's just a beautiful race for him, and I think he's the, I think he's the better today. Um, I, look, I'm, I can't just sack Sulcom off one run. 
Um, he, the raps are too big on him, and he's so lightly raced. There's, there's not enough evidence about him at the, mo- at the moment. So we find out how he's going today, and he could be a little dangerous. Athabaskan is a surefire improver with those blinkers on soft track, 2,000 metres now. And I'm, I'm also wary of Salukin. He's a real yard watch and the late market today. And he did show a bit of dash in that second trial as well. And I think they bought him out here after paying a lot of money for him and thinking he'd be a real Melbourne Cup type. So, um, yeah, he's been gelded and certainly bears a lot of respect. 3 one, eight, and 4 yeah, he turned my head in that latest barrier trial. Four, three, one, and eight. Sir Lucan at the price on offer. We haven't seen him since the 2021 Melbourne Cup. So 70 weeks on the sidelines, but the improvement he showed from his first trial into his second trial uh, was lengths and lengths. So wouldn't be surprised to see him give some cheek here with Nash Rilla in the saddle, albeit uh, he's going towards the Sydney Cup as his grand final. So he will improve, but I think he's got a bit of class this day. Three, Sacramento. He's the obvious threat, the stalemate. Uh, third up, no excuses. Hasn't really got a change-up of gears, so this is the right setup for him where he can get himself on speed, control his own destiny, and just be allowed to to wind up. One, Sulcombe is still in the mix. Would have liked to have seen a little bit more for him there first up, like a lot of punters, but he did have excuses, didn't he? 1,600 metres was too short, pulled up two out of five lanes, so he gets another chance to bounce back. And eight, Athabaskan. I'll get him in the numbers as well. So first up, complete forget, on-speed dominated uh, mile. That's not really his go, so he'll improve sharply. Second up, 2,000 metres, four, three, one, and eight. Darren Flindell has Athabaskan in the numbers as well, on top for Darren, horse number eight to beat three, four, and two. We go now to race number five with our Randwick preview with Luke Marlowe, Glenn Munsey, Ron Duffersey, and Brad Gray this morning. And Glenn, this is the Fireball Stakes. Yes, and we start with the scratching in Cannonball. Uh, the deduction there, five cents a win and six cents a place. So Cote with the earmuffs pre-race is a $10 chance. Economics with the barrier blanket on, it is a $2.50 favourite. Zuccarino at $9.50. Troach is at $10. Another Cognac at $19. Felix Majestic at $14. Jacenza is out, no deduction. Nipotino is at $71. We've got Lady Laguna out, four cents a win and four cents a place. Wollinga Beast at $7.50. Dashing Legend at $6. And Midnight in Tokyo. The cross nose band comes off and the pads on the front come off and it is a $15 chance. Uh, best supported runner here is Economics. It's exactly half the investment on the race and the vast majority of money has come for it since it was $2.50. It did go up three sixty. And that was in a full field, and then we uh, was 360 into 240, and then we got the scratchings, and 240 out to 250 since that point. Uh, second pick would be down to Dashing Legend. Uh, third pick would be back to the toppy, Cote, uh, what is the toppy now, and then Felix Majestic. Yeah, $2.50 favourite, but where does he find himself in the run here, economics? I'm not too sure. I think they have to be positive, but you've got Troach drawn barrier one. She is a fast filly. She won't be giving up that gate. Felix Majestic, uh, his asset is his speed as well. Midnight in Tokyo punches up in behind. And then you've got economics and dashing legend, both with speed themselves, but with tricky draws to overcome Duff. Yeah, look, in an intriguing little race, um, I, I think he's short enough for a horse with attitude. You know where things could go wrong, uh, but he's obviously a highly talented horse. Um, he was terrific. We're talking about economics. He was terrific in the Coolmore before a break. Obviously, we saw what happened the other day uh, when it was a late scratching. 
Um, so look, the, the the marketplace is telling me he's going really well. This preparation, his trials are beautiful. So if he's mentally stable, I think he'll just about get away with it. But there there are gambles and risk factors there. Now a couple of these fillies down the bottom are very interesting for me. Uh, Willinga Beast. Now this is a beautiful piece of placement with her. Like she's the by far the highest rated horse in this race, and she gets in here, you know, getting four kilos off the off the colts, off the boys, and and she's running all the right stakes races. And I think if she's sharp enough for the eleven hundred, she, she's a a little knockout chance of charging over the top of them. Similar with Midnight in Tokyo, although she probably hasn't got the rating of of Willing Willinga Beast, she's. She's got some lovely wet track form and she's, she's a little bit untapped as far as she's only had five starts and she's winner. At, she's a winner at this track and distance on a soft track and I think um, she's won the two trials. So I think Casey has her here ready to go at $15 and I'll throw in five trots who just gets a few little favours uh, from that uh, inside draw that she does has but she she obviously pays the penalty with the stakes win. Uh, Three, eleven, thirteen, and five. Yeah, a bit of juice in this track certainly won't help Willinga Beast. That was the the big question mark going into today in terms of how she handle a good track. Maybe that's not a concern anymore. So I've got a second pick. I've got economics on top as well. Three, eleven, five, and twelve. So of course, scratched at the barriers a couple of weeks ago. Instead, he went back to the trials where he looked good. You've only got to go back to his heritage stakes win first up last campaign to remind yourself of how dynamic he can be. He's lightly raced, still on the up. Uh, and I'm keen to see him return at the races today. 11, Willinga Beast is the best, best place runner under the conditions of the race, as Duff did mention. So, yeah, I like the depth of her form lines through the spring, albeit she wasn't winning, uh, but there were some pretty handy fiddlies that she did bump into. Five, Troach, going to have to absorb a little bit of pressure from Barrier 1, but there's every chance that uh, she can give some cheek here from out in front with Tim Clark doing the steering. And 12, Dashing Legend. I don't know where she gets to from the gate, but I do like the progression that she makes. Every time I've seen her, She's just gone to a new level. She does come out of a benchmark race there at Canterbury, uh, but she won with authority. 3, 11, 5 and 12. Darren Flindell's got a special here. Number 5, Troach, $10, tab.com.au at the moment. 5 on top for Darren to beat 3, 2 and 12. And there is a tweet from Racing New South Wales stewards in regards to Cote. Some late gear there. The gelding will race in a Norton bit and did trial in this gear at Rose Hill on the 27th of February. So Norton bit on Cote. And more importantly, to be ridden more conservatively. Yes. All the best for that, champ. Yeah. yeah, So it's got the double whammy. Good on you, uh, Craig. Uh, Put the helmet on, uh, put the helmet cam on that one. See if you can hold it. (laughs) It'd be like getting you to stop talking, Munns, settling coat, eh? (laughs) Many have tried and they have all failed. (laughs) I love it, mate. Love it. And we love you. Uh, Race number six is the Challenge Stakes, 1,000 metres, Group 2. And they're looking forward to seeing Giga Kick here. And Eduardo's up the top, Munns. Yes, and Eddie, uh, well, he's, he's back at the races. He's got a cross noseband on. But the earmuffs pre-race have come off, Eduardo. And he is a $4.60 chance. We've got Paul Laley at $6.50. Remark is a $4.40 chance. Shelby, 66 at $51. Now, how popular is he going to be today with a bit of rain around? <laughs> he's already 81 to 51 this morning. We've got the bopper. At $19. Key Largo is a $61 chance. Passive Aggressive at $2.80. 
And then what? we've got, sorry, passive aggressive at $8. What am I saying? It's all the two. Uh, Giga Kick at uh, $2.60 and favourite. And Sacred Satano with the winkers on and the concussion plates on the front off at $41. Uh, easily the best supported runner here, Giga Kick. Uh, as much as 280, as low as 230. Now, that 230 was Thursday. Since then, he's been 230, 240, 260. And he's more than double the investment on his nearest rival, which is Eduardo. Now, when Giga Kick was $2.30 on Thursday, Eduardo was a $5 chance. Uh, third pick would be Remark, and he was $4.80 at that stage. So he's been $4.80 to 440 since Giga Kick got out, and they're easily the top three here, and uh, interesting to see how the Balnarring jump-out form pans out, especially in the benchmark 58 tomorrow at Colac. All right, Eduardo takes up the running here, passive-aggressive slides across to keep him company. You wouldn't think Remark and Giga Kick would be too far away, and the one that's tricky to get a read on here is the Kiwi, Sacred Satono. So drawn a good gate here, but it is 1,600 metres back to 1,000 metres, albeit six weeks between runs, but it'll hold some kind of spot from the, the cosy gate today, Duff. Yeah, look at the... He is the hard one to read as far as what's going to happen with him in the run. Well, Sacred Satono, um, wouldn't think of this as his main mission, but interesting. I Look, I'm leaning to Gig Kick. I'm surprised he's so popular. Um, look, I, I'm not taking any notice of that Belnaring trial. And the trainer's very happy with him. He explained you know, the, the, the situation this morning. I'm, I'm more interested in his... His first trial against the cream of the crop, I thought he went great. Uh, so he's a little ruling Everest champ. I think he's going to be hard to beat in a race like this. Eddie's the one he's got to get over. He's a ripper horse. He never lets his supporters down, and we know he's unbeaten. Three for three at the track at distance and the drop of rain. No issue for him at all. He's got a... Um, and his fresh form is great. Um, so he's got good credentials. Remark... Gets his chance to put his name up in lights here. A lovely trial since a, a terrific first up win with that big weight. And uh, it would be nice to see him go on with it now. And, you know, they'll, they'll get their dividends for that decision to gild him. And passive-aggressive is a very good mare. Uh, Deep-ended first up, but I'm not selling a short. Graham just wouldn't bring it to town unless he thought... You know, uh, she was a, a, a good, you know, good chance of running well. Eight, one, three, and seven. I'm with Eddie here. One, eight, three, and two. He's chasing the three-peat of Challenge Stakes victories, and he's knocked off Nature Strip on both occasions. So he's a rocket fresh, isn't he? Uh, for Joe, for Joe Pride in particular, he's run five times for the stable. First up for four wins, and the defeat was a one and a half length defeat in the Lightning Stakes down the straight. So. The reigning 1,000-metre uh, Randwick track record holder spears straight to the front, catch me if you can, and we know he pairs really well with Nashua Willow, so there's a lot in his favour to at least hold that level of form. Eight, Giga Kick, uh, how good is he? I still don't think we really know, do we? He probably should be undefeated. Uh, obviously, he didn't have much luck in the VRC Classic. The Tab Everest winner, three, Remark. Uh, this might be the run that he needs to get towards a Galaxy, uh, but the little freshen up will see him run really well, staying at the 1,000 metres. He put the writing on the wall there first up, suggests that he's returned Better again, and two Palali. There's a few things in his favour, uh, including his Randwick record, which is fantastic. He races well fresh, and if this track just starts to firm up a little bit, that plays to his strengths as well. One, eight, three, and two. 
From Darren Flindell, he is tipping number three, Remark, on top to beats eight, one and two. And the text line buzzing about uh, Remark this morning, a few suggesting uh, that he could measure up in the top level this preparation and he has learnt to settle and he's really starting to put it all together. Race number seven with our Ramwick preview. It's the Canterbury Stakes at Group 1 level over 1,300. Talk us through the market here, Munns. Yeah, well, uh, everybody's uh, favourite Cascadian's back at the races today and it's a $14 chance. Artorias, he's back in Australia and he's got a visor on and the blinkers go off. Artorias, he's at $6.50. Gerwin's Lane is a $71 chance. Lombardo at $13. Converge with a tongue tie on at $31. Old Flame at $41. Quantico is a $41 chance. The Kiwi, Imperatriz now back to black odds at $2. Electric Girl at 9 Argentia is a $34 chance and Golden Mile, the three-year-old, is a $6 chance. Best supported runner on the program, Imperatriz. Um, this time last week, it wasn't even in the pre-noms market for the Canterbury Stakes. was added during the day as a $3.50 equal favourite. Went up $3 favourite final field on Wednesday and was into odds on by Thursday. Got back to $2 uh, this morning and it is... Well, five times as popular are its nearest rival, nearly six, in fact, of uh, the three-year-old Golden Mile and a long gap to third pick, which is Cascadian, and fourth pick is Artorias. And to put it into perspective, Cascadian and Artorias are about 9% and 8% of the total of what's on Imperatrice. Yeah, not a lot of speed on paper and on Artorias. I think there is some intent to be a little bit closer as opposed to just flopping him out the back uh, as per his previous runs. But Electric Girl, Barrier 1, intent there will be interesting with Zach Lloyd on the saddle. Do they want to hold the front or do they hand up to Lombardo? They'll sort themselves out. Imperatriz, she's versatile. Uh, she can stride forward and just slot in somewhere. Then you've got the likes of Converge, Gold Mile and Old Flame uh, just getting the runs of the race in behind the speed here, Duff. Yeah, not high pressure. Interesting... Um, when uh, pressed with Brett Preble this morning, what Mick Price had told him, he said, "You know, don't let, don't hold him up. It'll just uh, just let him get into a, an on-pace rhythm." So it suggests he he maybe rolls along in front unless uh, Electric Girl definitely wants it. But she she enjoyed the the, the third defence the other day, and I think she'd be happy to hand up. So uh, I think that's what happens up front. I think it's more intriguing as what what he does on Imperatriz as uh, as far as. Um, how far forward he does want to go. I think I can't tip against a mare with a performance on the board like her, proven wait-for-age performer. She's very fit. She's ready. She's up and running, and she's um, she's very hard to beat, and and she handles all conditions pretty well. Atorius might be getting out a little bit too far in the market. He's a quality horse. And I think no stone's been left unturned with him. They've revved him up in the jump out in the trial. They've had him here a while. They they really want this horse to, um, you know, run really well in a Group One first up here today. As far as probably his future's concerned as a stallion, um, so I, I think he's as he'll be as fit a horse as they could get him. Although he's a big, gross stallion, uh, Lombardo is the one that interests me. Um, I haven't been able to, no guy with any trials, but I wouldn't be here unless the stable was uh, pretty happy with, it, with him. And he does get uh, a few little map favours. He's got a terrific little win strike rate in his own uh, sense. And there's a couple of good long shots here, including Argentia, 
um, who I thought would run in the last race, but she's a lovely mare, and I thought she was terrific first up, and, and she's got a little knockout chance at 30 or 40 to 1, and Quantico could do something as well. I, I, look, I'm not knocking Golden Mile, I'm just a little bit up in the air with his latest, his latest trial and his track work last week. 8, 2, 4, 10. 8, 1, 2 and 6, 8 in Peritres. It just comes down to how short of a price you're willing to take. I do think you'll get a little bit, a bit better than yours for theirs at the moment. So $2. Uh, leaves New Zealand for the first time, but the timing couldn't be any better. Coming off a, a career-best performance, put four and a half lengths on a Group 1 field, a genuine Group 1 field. Levante's already come out and franked that form. She was beaten six lengths. La Creek was there runs, uh, and has come out and, and run second to Levante. So depth to that form line. One Cascadian. 1,300 metres first up, maybe a little bit short. Actually, definitely a little bit short, but he's a class runner. Uh, a benchmark rating of 113 tells you that. Beware of the, the baldy-faced assassin. Two, Artorius. This is a nice setup for him here first up. There sounds like there is some intent. I know that the stable have been very considered in terms of finding the, the perfect first up assignment for, for him, and, and here he is. And six, Old Flame. Has to step up to wait for age, but he gets a, a lovely run. He's an unassuming kind of horse. He's got a handy little record. I did like what he did there last campaign. Eight, one, two, and six. That's race number seven, the Canterbury Stakes from Darren Flindell. Uh, one on top. One on top. Uh, that is Cascadian. He uh, goes with uh, him at a uh, double-figure price to beat eight, nine, and two in race number seven. Race number eight, before we get to the market from Munns, I just had a question for Duff from a listener about cut on the dime, Duff. Uh, a listener just wanted your quick thoughts on that particular runner. Um, which one, Luke? Uh, number 14, Cut on a Dime, the Bryce Hayes horse. Yeah, look, um, it's a big step up in class from the Kensington Maiden, uh, where he started a $10 chance. Um, but I suppose that form has been franked with Hollywood Hero, um, winning after that, the horse he beats. Uh, and the stable is in. Uh, everything's running through a brick wall at the moment. So, yeah, I, I couldn't back him, being so inexperienced, but... Um, I'm not going to argue with the listener. If they want to have something on, I'm I'm not here to bag 50 to 1 chances. Beautiful. Um, And and, uh, just back to Lombardo, Ronnie, in that Canterbury Stakes, he's had a jump out at Camperdown and a jump out at Cranbourne. Yeah, yeah, so he's ready. Mm. All right, thanks uh, for that text to that listener. I hope that answers your question. Munns, what's happening in race number eight, the Randwick Guineas market-wise? Yeah, for the agency here, we start with the the Vic Derby winner in Manzois back at the races today, who was there the other day having a bit of a trot around. He's an $18 chance. Ossipenko is a scratching, and the deduction there, 22 cents a win and 16 cents a play. After Cabin, our favourite, at $2.15. Zoo Tiger with a tongue tie on at $4.60. Machilate is a $6 chance. Williamsburg at $14. Promito with the blinkers on at 41 Communist is a $14 chance. Linderman at $13. Holly Mans is out, two cents a win and nothing the place. The Fortune Teller out, no deduction. Attrition out, five cents a win and six cents a place. Hollywood Hero at 31 And cut on a dime, the horse we've just spoken about for Bryce Hayes and Tyler Schiller is a $51 chance. Well, now with no Ossipenko there, who was into as short as $3.30 for this race after it was $4.60 yesterday morning and was most popular runner before it came out this morning. Uh, it is now Aft Cabin, uh, who's uh, bang on a third of the total investment on the race here and four times as popular as its nearest rival, which is Machilate. Third pick would be Zoo Tiger and fourth pick would go back to the toppy in Manzois.
Oh, that's another dagger in the heart. It's also Penko all in punters, isn't it? Three dollars thirty this morning. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had I had too much pain at Dubbo yesterday in race seven. I don't need. Uh, I didn't need that this morning as well, Brad. Yeah, go and have a look at that think, replay. Just when you think. Yeah, it couldn't get any worse. The racing oh. guys. It'll turn, mate. It'll, It'll turn. turn, mate. I know. Hang in there. Four, five, three, and nine numbers. I've jumped the gun there. We're going speed map here. So, Lindemann, uh, does he go forward from the gate? You'd think he has to. He was so dynamic there first up, wasn't he? So, I can't imagine too much changes. Hollywood Hero was an all-the-way winner there last start, albeit uh, in much easier company than this, but they won't waste the gate. Aft Cabin, Zoo Tiger, they won't be far away. I imagine they'd both be looking for a little bit of cover just in behind the speed here, Duff. Yeah, look, um, disappointing with Ozapenko coming out, um, but it's still you could make a case for a lot of horses here. I I just think he went too good first up, um, Machalate. Um, I think he's got more improvement than most. The mile suits him better than most. Maybe two thousand might be his go, uh, but I, I can't let him get away from me today. I, I, I just feel that if he just finds that length or two, that's that's right up there in a mile at Randwick for a horse that, uh, that has come back so well. To beat Aft Cabin, who's a brilliant colt, and he did have excuses there the other day, um, covering ground over racing. Uh, so what happens today? I don't know, uh, with, with the drawn-out wide. So, and is he too brilliant for Molly? He answers all those questions today, but he's got to answer them at, uh, you know, just over even money. So I'll, I'll tip much of Latte to beat Aft Cabin, uh, Lindemann's my all-in chance. I, I, I'm on him at big odds. I think he'll. I thought he went just as good as those horses in the Hobartville on the clock. So that gives him suggests to me he's over the odds. Not so much now, but he, he'll be around the mark. And the horse that could easily run well here is a number uh, is the Derby winner, the Man's Voice. He's an athletic sort of a horse, and I, I reckon he's um, he's pretty fit first up, which he has to be over a mile uh, Group One, but. Um, he's the totally forgotten horse here. Five, three, nine, and one. Yeah, there are a few whispers around Man's Oyce that he's humming along at the moment. So keen to see him back at the races. I've gone the way for Zoo Tiger. He does have a little habit most recently of playing Bridesmaid, but you get his chance to go one better here. You go back to third up last preparation. That was when he ran an absolute cracker there in the Rose Hill. Uh, Golden Rose, Group 1 level. So he's going to have to run out the mile for the first time, but if John O'Shea is confident that he'll get it, uh, that's good enough for me. Five, Machilate. Well, I guess the advantage he has when looking at his first up run there is in the context of he was only that, exactly that. He was only first up, so he gave away fitness advantage. was really strong. Uh, you'd think he can only improve off that, and that says to me that he's come back better again. At three, aft cabin. You're getting a skinny price to, to be forgiving, uh, but I guess if you trust that he can bounce back to that first up form, uh, he's obviously hard to beat. And nine, Lindemann, I tend to agree. The clock doesn't lie, uh, and he was brilliant uh, winning there last day. He has to back that up again, but he did run three lengths faster time than the Hobartville on the same day. So keen to see if he can take that to the next level. Four, five, three, and nine. From Darren Flindell in the Randwick Guineas aft cabin, number three on top to beat four, five, and nine from Darren in race eight, the Randwick Guineas. We move along to race number nine over a mile. This is a group three feature for the Phillies and Mares, the aspiration quality, Glenn. Yes, and our top right here is Glint of Hope. Now, a change of tactics already this morning to be ridden further forward, and with blinkers on is a $34 chance. Roots, good morning to Ruta. It's a $2 chance uh, and favourite at that price, of course. Gin Martini at $34. Cliff's Art 
at $10. Pink Ivory is a $41 pop. Honey Creeper at 26 Bellatrix Black Run yesterday at Newcastle out. Five cents a win and six cents a place. Ruby Tuesday at $17. Thalassophile is a $6.50 chance. Docur at $19 and no, make it $18 now and make the favourite 210. Thanks, boys. Uh, got to keep your average up when we're doing the markets to change them all. Uh, so the changes there will go to the top again. Glint of Hope is now $34. Roots is a $2.10 favourite. Gin Martini's at $34. Cliff's Art is at $10. Pink Ivory, 41 Honey Creeper, 26 Bellatrix Black is out. Ruby Tuesday, 16 Thalassophile, now $6. Docur at $18. And Banana Queen is now a $4 chance. So what they've done there, they've pushed the favourite out and trimmed up the second and third picks. Uh, most popular runner here is Roots, uh, but two out to two ten this morning. In fact, two fifteen into 2, back to two ten this morning. Uh, second pick would be Banana Queen. You could have had as much as four forty this morning. Now four dollars, and they're a long, long way ahead of the rest of them. Philosophile is now third pick, and as much as seven fifty yet this morning. Lee, all the speed coming across from wide draws here. You've got Ruby Tuesday. Uh, she can be a little bit hit and miss at the gates, but Plan A would be to stride forward. Banana Queen, a fit mare. Uh, she'll slide across with 53 kilos on her back. And there is a change of tactics this morning with Glint of Hope to be ridden further forward uh, from the outside gate. So if you're looking for roots, you shouldn't look too far back. I imagine she just parks in behind the speed. And hence why she finds herself so well found in the market here, Duff. Yeah, and she's even more likeable with, uh, with that, that rain yesterday, I think. Uh, it, just everything's fallen into place for her here except uh, the, the, the $2.10. So... Um, she's second up in a mile, gets the run of the race. Uh, she's very, very genuine. We know that, and I think she'll be uh, she'll be hard enough to beat. I, I think the danger is Cliff's art. Uh, she probably didn't want that rain, but we're talking about race nine today, so hopefully we're up back to the five. There'll be no issues with that. Don't sell her short. She's an underrated mare. Just the race shape was against her at twelve uh, thirteen hundred last time. Big improver. Likewise with Desir, I, 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 the, the, the backup, a hidden run last week. Uh, she might be more next time at you know nineteen hundred or something, but I wouldn't let her slip under your guard today. And Banana Queen is just so honest, but just has to come up another level here and uh, run the mile right out at this level. Two four ten eleven. Two five eleven four for me. Two roots on top. Uh, she was great there. First up, that was in the Millie Fox behind Electric Girl and Expat. That should top her off nicely. Second up, Mile James McDonald. He's ridden this uh, mare five times for four wins. So there's a lot in her favour, uh, as the price does suggest. If it's not roots, uh, it could be pretty much anything here. The race has a smell of an upset if she doesn't show up and. I don't mind the price about five pink ivory. So she is a genuine dry tracker. So she'll want the track to continue to improve. Don't look at her recent barrier trial, whatever you do, because she's a horrendous barrier trial horse. She did the same thing last preparation before she ran a blinder first up. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see her show up at $41. 11, Banana Queen. Well, she's got that fitness advantage and the advantage of potentially putting herself right there on top of the speed in a race where there doesn't look to be a lot of it. So she'll run well with 53 kilos on her back and four cliffs are i don't love barrier one for her no, she likes to get back find her feet and really wind up so she's going to need the brakes at the right time uh reese jones will have to be clever in terms of navigating a path but if she does see the splits uh there is every chance that she's screaming home at the end of the mile here two five eleven and four 
Darren Flindell's thoughts on race number nine. He's with number two, Roots, to beat nine, four and 11 in race number nine at Ramwick. Moves us to the last race, number 10, the Winona Girl Quality Group 3 over 1,200, Glenn. Yeah, promises for success returns today with the synthetic hoof filler off, and she's a $9 chance. Sky Command, $2.80 and favourite. Argentia out, 18 cents a win and 13 cents a place runs earlier. Barossa Rosa at $7.50. Tycoon Evie at this stage, Zach Burton, one kilo over, as a $10 chance. Bless her is out, two cents a win and one cent a place. Bring the ransom at 19, written beauty at 10. Paul Cardi Carte at $6.50. Jump the broom at $7.00. Catalan is out, six cents a win and six cents a place. Bell Ciel is out, two cents a win, uh, sorry, three cents a win and two cents a place. And Jal Lay is a $14 chance. Uh, most popular runner here is Sky Command. You could have had as much as $3.20 at this morning. That was uh, $3.20 into $2.80. And the majority of that money came on the back of the interview with Gerald this morning. Uh, it's easily most popular runner here. Second pick would be Paul Care Care and then Written Beauty. He was bullish, wasn't he, Gerald, this morning? Flying, airborne, a couple of comments from him. So she looks to take control here, which makes her hard enough to beat. I imagine Jump the Broom comes across to keep her company thereafter. I don't really know. Maybe Barossa Rosa and Tycoon Evie, but not a race stacked with speed here, Duff. Yeah, look, all aboard, all aboard. Um, I think uh, she finds herself in a lovely race here, uh, Sky Command and... She only has to, you know, find that form from last preparation, which I think we're pretty confident she's come back well. A uh, little jar out of the track, no issue. Um, very hard to beat. I thought she was one of the better bets of the day. Very wary of Tycoon Evie here. Uh, second prep for the Snowden Stable. And so I think she ran, she trialled very nicely in a, in a solid heat there and she has firmed in from earlier in the week, which is positive. And then the stable mates, you can both run well here, delay and promise of success. Uh, and you watch old mate here, Written Beauty, just come see me down the middle. Uh, 2, 5, 13 and 1. Yeah, well, at least we'll have a guide as to how this track is playing regarding the chances of Written Beauty there in the last. But 2, 10, 1 and 9, Sky Command on top for me. I've actually got her as the best bet across the meeting now. So, yeah, she profiles beautifully, doesn't she? I do take into consideration what Gerald said there a little bit earlier. If there is a knock, maybe it is first up 1,200 metres, but the stable have her fit, the stable have her flying, and she just went to a completely new level uh, last preparation, didn't she? She ended the campaign with a, an exceptional all-the-way win there in the Razor Sharp beating Huayahaha Falls, and that was on a good track. So I like the way that she's trialled and plenty of stable confidence. 10 jump the broom. Uh, she looks the most likely to keep Sky Command company up front. And thought she boxed on really well there in the Group 3 Triske, uh, having led. Pakari Kari got the better of her late, uh, but she was only first up. So a little bit of natural improvement in that. One promise of success, the class runner. You'd think she'd need 1,400 metres to be an absolute best, but... She's the class runner here, barrier one. Maybe she can camp up that little bit closer, and if she sees daylight at the right time, uh, we know that she's going to be powering through the line. And nine, Pakari Kari. A little bit against here in terms of the setup of this race, a lack of speed and where she's drawn, but she did show last start that she's up to group level, uh, and she'll be screaming home at the end as well. Two, ten, one, and nine. And from Darren Flindell in the last, he goes with number two as well, Sky Command, all aboard to beat four, nine, and one. Ron Duffersey, what's your best for a round with? Uh, look, I think Sacramento in race four, number three, into the last. Uh, she's the next best, Sky Command. Sacramento best, Sky Command next best. Thanks for your help this morning, mate. Have a great day out there today. Thanks, guys. There's Ron Duffersey. Brad Gray, what about for you? 
Yeah, lucky last for me. Race 10, number two, Sky Command. And look at this. We'll finish at 8.57. That is unheard of. Oh, really? Well... I tell you what, I'm just that excited to. Uh, I'm, I'm that excited to get out there. I'm, I'll be there at Ramwick today. So as soon as we're off air, straight to Ramwick, punters challenge it uh, in the ballroom at the ATC, and hopefully a million winners, Brad. Yeah, you got to run through the gates and get the best table, Loki. Hundred percent, mate. Uh, you have a great day. I'm looking forward to it. See you guys. There's Brad Gray, Glenn Munsey. Uh, your thoughts on the meeting overall, and the betting's been pretty spirited by the looks. Yeah, well, the the interesting thing is going to be, Lucas, how this track is actually coping uh, with with that rain yesterday. Um, you know, with a five point five six pinner, which you know it was pretty firm on on yesterday morning being five point two. So that's that's very interesting. I know it was twenty two mils of rain, but it came in a very very short period of time. Uh, the going stick, you know, nine point four uh, down from. 10.2, but the shear's still there. Mike's saying, you know, with the Kaikuyu, it's very, very strong, the grass growth and everything. So, oh, I'm, I'm you know, everyone's saying this morning, you know, a genuine soft six, but that's a little bit surprising to me. So we'll see if these markets do change a bit with a couple of horses that are in the market that not that adept on, on soft ground, but some horses that are better on the soft, and we'll get the good guide in the first couple of races there. Jockey's Challenge, J-Max $1.15 in the Jockey's Challenge today. Britton Abdullah at 9, Nashra Wheeler 11, Craig Williams 15, Zach Purton and Timmy Clark 31 each of two, Karen McAvoy and any other jockey 41 each of two. If you want to play, if you think the $1.15's a bit short for J-Mac, you can back him under today's offers. Three or more winners at two fifty. Four or more winners at seven, five or more winners at thirty-four, and James Cummings. Two or more winners for James at three dollars. Three or more winners at thirteen. Four or more winners at seventy-one dollars. I'll join you for the Flemington preview, Luke, and I'll be up in the ballroom. Not the same one that you're in today. I've got to give a little chat up there to Wheelchair Sports New South Wales that are having a function up there. So I'll see them straight after the first today.